0: What's going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Billy Ersetti with you guys here on a Wednesday, August 5th. Hope you guys are having a good week and staying well, staying safe, and staying healthy, all that good stuff. We are rolling along here. We are continuing our uh, positional previews here with the help of Joe Persons' 80-man roster primer uh, over at The Athletic. We've covered quarterbacks and we've covered running backs today. We're going to touch on the wide receivers. Uh, One of the biggest positions right now in terms of number of players. We've got 11 players on this list to talk about. Uh, But before we get into that, there was a little bit of roster news uh, that the Panthers made uh, since we last got together. And that was they Picked up a running back. Interestingly enough, we just talked about the running back position yesterday, and they've now added a name to that list, and that's Trenton Cannon. They claimed him off waivers from the New York Jets on Tuesday after he was cut by the Jets on Monday. He spent two years with the Jets. He was a sixth-round pick in 2018. Actually appeared in all 16 games for the Jets as a reserve running back. He carried 38 times for 113 yards and a touchdown in that 2018 season and had 17 catches for 144 yards. Uh, But injuries hurt him a bit last season. uh, He dealt with foot and ankle injuries last year and was eventually placed on injured reserve November 1st. So he did not have any offensive touches in 2019, but did total 96 yards on five kick returns. But I remember this kid, you know, got a little bit of buzz. There was some, when this kid originally got drafted out of Virginia State, there were some people I remember that were pretty intrigued by him. So this is uh, an interesting an interesting pickup. You know, he could be a solid kind of backup running back. Uh, I've already seen some people on Twitter talk about how he could even be maybe the number two running back. So between him and, uh, and Reggie Bonifant, I think you've got some, you know, nice young, nice young options there. And I think this is also going to, you know, this could also further, as we were talking about yesterday, push toward uh, the likelihood that Mike Davis eventually gets cut. And as we talked about, you know, even with the Joe Persons primer, they can save three million dollars doing that. So another running back in the mix here. Uh, it'll be interesting now to see how many of these running backs they end up keeping. We said yesterday maybe they go with the three running backs and then fullback Alex Arma. Now you've got six total running backs, uh, including Arma. So it'll be really interesting to see how they how they go about this. Again, an expanded practice squad certainly will help as well, those six extra players. So uh, really Really interested to see what they do here at the running back position. But again, Trenton Cannon, the newest member of the Carolina Panthers. He spent two years with the Jets. Although, again, injuries really kind of derailed him in 2019. But he's back and ready to go. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So that kind of takes care of the running back position uh, from yesterday. Now we'll jump in and talk about the wide receivers. And again, as we've been doing, uh, I'll just read off what Joe Person wrote about each player on the primer and then just kind of talk about some of these players uh, a little bit more. But again, wide receiver, uh, biggest group we're going to talk about so far. 11 players right now on the roster at the wide receiver position. And obviously it starts right at the top with DJ Moore. Joe writes... The first rounder from 2018 came into his own last season, catching nearly everything thrown at him and displaying toughness and playmaking skills after the catch. Is he an elite receiver? Another season like 2019, and you can make a strong argument. Yeah, listen, I don't think we need to talk much about DJ Moore in terms of You know, we know the star power this kid has. We know he had the breakout season last year, and I think that star is just going to continue to rise. You know, even you look around in fantasy circles, how highly ranked he he is in fantasy circles. A lot of places have him as a top 10 wide receiver because we know he's going to be uh, getting a lot of targets from Teddy Bridgewater, and he can just beat you in so many different directions on the field. So... Yeah, I would say he's certainly a a budding star in this league. And year three is typically the breakout year for uh, a lot of players in general in the NFL, but certainly at the wide receiver position. So this is going to be a really fun year, I think, uh, to watch DJ Moore, especially in a new kind of higher octane offense, I think. uh, A lot more pass-happy. Uh, with Joe Brady, so really excited to see what DJ Moore can do in this type of offense, and just, uh, just watch him continue to grow. Then you get to Curtis Samuel. Uh, Joe writes, the Panthers had teams calling in the spring to see if they were interested in trading Samuel. Herney decided to hold on to the former second-rounder, whose speed and experience in the run game could play well in Joe Brady's system. Yeah, remember, that was kind of the the big rumor, especially... Uh, after Robbie Anderson was signed, that uh, that Curtis Samuel might have been on the trade block, but the Panthers decided to hold on to him, which ultimately I think is a good move in this type of offense because, you know, we we've talked about this. We kind of know that Joe Brady's offense can fit three wide receivers. I think there's definitely ways that you can get DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Robbie Anderson. All involved uh, in this offense, and Curtis Samuel is another guy that uh, they're probably going to utilize more in the short to intermediate routes. Uh, Robbie Anderson might be more of the deep threat, but you could kind of you can mix it up a little bit too. You know, I, I don't think those guys are really going to be locked into those specific roles. So, I'm you know really excited, and I'll just you know add in Robbie Anderson now. Joe wrote, Herney spent $20 million over two years on Anderson, who, despite the perception that he has a limited route tree, gives the Panthers a legitimate deep threat. Anderson spent part of quarantine working out with Bridgewater in South Florida. So again, Anderson might be more seen right now as the deep threat in this offense, but Curtis Samuel can certainly take on that role as well. We've seen him go out for deep passes, but I think we could see Samuel as kind of the, um, I don't want to necessarily say the gadget player, but um, you know intermediate routes and maybe some jet sweeps, things like that. He's going to be kind of um, a little bit of a chess piece, I guess we'll say. And then Robbie Anderson will be your outside guy. He can go deep, but he could certainly beat you with other routes as well. He's not just a a deep threat, or not just a short guy. So having three guys like the Panthers have here and more Samuel and Anderson, I think is a a nice, I think they all kind of complement each other pretty well. And having a mind like Joe Brady's to mix all these together, I think is going to be really fascinating to see what he comes up with. So, I mean, this is an offense that, you know, I I think is going to move the ball again. It's not the, you know, they're not the biggest of household names for sure. But there's definitely talent on here. And I've said, just with kind of the talent alone on this offense, that could be enough to win them a couple of these games, um, provided we play uh, all 16 games. But, you know, the, this is a talented talented team that, you know, they could surprise a team like the Raiders in Week 1. Or, you know, maybe when they play the Lions later in the season. So, I mean, there's a couple games on this schedule that the this offense, I think, can help them win. And again, I'm excited, really, especially between Samuel and Anderson, because we've talked, and you know, you could go back and listen to my conversation with Mark Schofield a few weeks ago. We talked about how these players can kind of fit into the Jamar Chase role or the uh, Justin Jefferson role that LSU had last season. So, if you want to refresh on that, definitely check out uh, a few weeks ago. I think we recorded boy all, all these days are just coming together and I'm trying to think on this on the fly all these days are just coming together so uh so vast anymore I think it was sometime in July might have been June uh, but you could definitely go check that out we talked about the offense we talked about uh how to scout quarterbacks as well as a really fun conversation so I highly suggest you go back and listen to that episode but the top three receivers here I like what the Panthers have. I think they're building something, and then you know, going forward, you could uh, start adding more talent. And you know, we'll see what happens with especially a guy like Curtis Samuel going forward, since this is uh, the final year of his rookie contract. Robbie Anderson, of course, only signed a two-year deal. So, the future, we'll see what happens. But for now, I like what they uh, what they're coming out with here. As we roll on, now we're going to talk about a couple of the guys that the Panthers signed in free agency. Because certainly they, if there was a position, if the draft was all about remaking the defense, free agency especially remade the wide receiver position. We know there were a bunch of names that the Panthers brought in in free agency. The first of which we'll talk about is Seth Roberts. Joe writes, after averaging 44 catches in his final two seasons with Oakland, Roberts had just 21 receptions playing with Lamar Jackson last year in Baltimore. He's a big target at 6'2 and 195 pounds. You know, Seth was kind of buried a little bit on the depth chart at the position in Baltimore. I mean, you're throwing the guys like uh, Hollywood Brown, obviously, they got to get in there as their first round pick. Miles Boykin had, had been starting to work himself into the offense a little bit more, so... There wasn't a lot of, and then of course they were running the ball a lot with Mark Ingram, so there really wasn't a lot, a, a lot of targets to go around for a guy like Seth Roberts. But when he was in Oakland, he fared well. You know, he was catching the ball pretty well. He had a nice connection with, uh, with Derek Carr, and I think he can kind of replicate that with Teddy Bridgewater. I think as a, he could do a lot worse as a number f- or for a number four wide receiver than what the Panthers have in Seth Roberts. So that's going to be, I think quietly one of the, the nicer free if, if they keep Seth Roberts, but like I said, I would, I would imagine they do. I mean, to have a, to have a fourth wide receiver like Seth Roberts is not all that bad, especially the way the Panthers might be able to spread the ball a little bit, at least more so than, um, than what we've seen out of Baltimore. So curious you know definitely excited to see what Seth Roberts brings to the table and then the guy after him Pharaoh Cooper the 511 210 pound Cooper who went to the Pro Bowl as a return specialist with the Rams is expected to be the Panthers primary returner if he contributes in the passing game all the better and that's the big key for for Pharaoh Cooper the return specialist we know he's been a really good returner both when he was with the Rams and when he was with the Cardinals now he uh now he brings that to to the Panthers you know who um have had some decent guys returning but cooper cooper certainly takes the cake in terms of you know one of the the better return specialists in the NFL now is how much will he contribute in the passing game who knows i mean right now you're probably talking about him as uh, as the number 5 wide receiver maybe number 4 at best you know, we did see him get involved a little bit in the offense when he was with the Rams, but not too much. Um, I would expect the same thing for the Panthers. Maybe he sprinkles in uh, to some formations every now and then, uh, but a lot of his damages are going to be done in the in the passing or in the uh, return game. Excuse me. Brandon Zilstra, of course, the kid they brought over from the Vikings off waivers last year. Uh, Joe wrote, the former Viking had a big game against the Saints last year in an otherwise forgettable Week 17 matchup. He'll try to build on that with a new staff. Remember, of course, Zilstra had six catches for 96 yards in, again, what was, like Joe said, an otherwise forgettable game. They got blown out 42-10. to uh, But six catches on eight targets, uh, played... It only played about 45% of the offensive snaps. But of course, you know, you had Will Greer, quarterback. DJ Moore was out because he had the concussion. I mean, the Panthers basically were just packing it in for the season. They were just ready to be done with the year. But Zilstra finished the season on a good note. And certainly is going to try to continue to do so. You know, he, he had some... Uh, he also brings some special teams value. So probably looking at him... As uh, as possibly the number six guy right now, or at least he's in play for the number six. Uh, prob- probably has to show himself on special teams, though. Um, I think he did get some work, a little bit at return, but again, that's uh, that's Cooper's spot now. So Zilstra is going to be another guy to watch. And then you go to the the kid they brought over from the Saints in free agency, and that was Keith Kirkwood. Joe wrote. Kirkwood played at Temple for Rule, and his two years with the Saints coincided with Bridgewater's stint as Drew Brees' backup. He played only 12 snaps for New Orleans last year after a hamstring injury in Week One. So he's got he's got uh, plenty of connections uh, when it comes to this team now, uh, with Rule at Temple, with Joe Brady, with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, But again, injuries hampered him. And then in 2018, he played in eight games. He caught uh, 13 passes for 209 yards and two touchdowns. So he was involved a little bit in the Saints offense. And again, 18 was the year that Joe Brady was there. So if there's a guy that can maybe make a little bit of noise and push for for one of these wide receiver spots, it could be Keith Kirkwood. So another guy to keep a, a close eye on, I think, here. DeAndrew White, Joe writes, White, who played at Alabama, caught four passes for 51 yards last year, highlighted by a successful fake punt on a throw from punter Michael Pillardi in week 16 at Indianapolis. You know, White's White had shown some flashes uh in in camp in preseason. And with the expanded practice squad, I think certainly is a guy that uh, will probably land on the practice squad again, but at least will Continue to get those reps and maybe, maybe fight for one of the last wide receiver spots. Uh, But then comes the guy that I think a lot of people were definitely intrigued by, but will certainly be hindered by the by the lack of preseason or by no preseason and uh, and certainly the lightened training camp schedule. Omar Bayless. Joe wrote the six foot, 210 pounder, put up ridiculous numbers last season at Arkansas State, but went undrafted. Panthers coaches were excited to land him as an undrafted free agent, and Bayless should make the practice squad at a minimum. And, you know, definitely so. If he doesn't make the Final 53, even if it was a. Even if you were still a 10 practice squad players, although this year, I think it would, if this was a normal year, I think this was still expanding to 12 practice squad players. But either way. Bayless would definitely land on there. I mean, he obviously has talent. You don't put up, what, 1,800 yards and 17 touchdowns or whatever it was he had at Arkansas State. You don't just pull that pull that rabbit out of your hat like it's magic. Like, that takes talent to get there. You know, obviously there were uh, some questions as to why he went undrafted. But, uh, the you know, for the Panthers to land him in that kind of position and to just give him a chance to kind of show what he can do and let him develop. Bayless is a... I'm intrigued... And I've said when, you know, since they draft, or they uh, picked him up as an undrafted free agent, I'm intrigued by him. And I think a lot of people are. So, you know, it's just going to be a matter of getting the reps, which are going to be obviously very limited, uh, especially for a player like him. So I said if... If there was a player on this roster that was certainly that will certainly be hammered, and certainly all of the undrafted free agents are hurt by this, but Bayless at least is a guy that could have came in and maybe competed for one of the last receiver spots, and he still could. You never know if he shows out well in practice; he just has to ball out in whatever limited reps he gets. Um, but yeah, at the very least, I think he'll be on the Panthers practice squad unless he's claimed by somebody else. Then you get to uh, one of the other undrafted free agent receivers of the Panthers picked up uh, one of the running mates to Jalen Rager at TCU, and that was Trevante Heights. Uh, Joe wrote, Another undrafted rookie, Heights had only 14 career receptions at TCU, eight of which came in the 2019 opener against Arkansas Pine Bluff. A sprained ankle cost Heights three games and relegated him to special teams, which is likely his best shot to stick with the Panthers not much more really to add there and um, because at this point now you're getting really deep into the wide receiver position and if a guy like Omar Bayless would have trouble uh, cracking the 53 with with these receivers Trevante Heights certainly will and then you get to Ishmael Hyman Joe writes: Hyman won an FCS championship at James Madison in 2016. After transferring from Kansas, he spent time with Cleveland and Tampa Bay last year before signing a futures contract with Carolina in January. So he's bounced around, bounced around the league a little bit, um, but probably not much more than the camp body at this point. Maybe he could land on the practice squad because again. The six extra players now on the practice squad this year, there's no limit on how many accrued seasons they can have. So it could uh, could really help teams be flexible with who they put on the practice squad. So maybe Hyman ends up being one of those players, but that's probably his best shot of uh, sticking with the Panthers. And that's the 11 wide receivers on the training camp roster. So certainly some intriguing names here, especially you know, obviously the top three are the big ones, but some some interesting names to watch even after those guys. So if there's a there's a position battle that could that could be on the fun side for the Panthers, it's definitely at the wide receiver position. So excited to check that out and you know we'll see ultimately will they keep just five receivers? Will they keep six? Will they keep seven? A lot of of question marks surrounding that position. So I think that'll wrap it up for this edition. It's been uh, fun rolling through these positions so far. Tomorrow we'll continue with the offense and look at the tight end position. The first time, uh, the uh, post-Greg Olsen tight end group, as it were. So definitely going to be... Definitely something to talk about the tight ends and not mention Greg Olson, but we'll get to that tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Ricetti. That's R I C C E T T E. Follow the podcast on uh, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your uh, your listening pleasures, and of course, you know, check out uh, all the other great shows here on the network. Everybody here does a uh, does a fantastic job, so go support them as well. Thanks, as always, for making me a part of your day. I hope you guys have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I will see you tomorrow right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.